This episode of Max Movement Presents is sponsored by Cane Toad Supermassive Black Spiced Rum. And we are rolling. Da, 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 da. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, mass movement destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow. It is we, Mass Movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. And welcome to episode 49 of Mass Movement Presents. 49. So that is Tim's age. That is Tim's age, yeah. <laughs> we have to celebrate the 50th. We will, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is rolling up pretty fast. <laughs> uh, so what we got this episode? We got, uh, we're going to talk about our, our favourite beers. We're going to talk about uh, a great new rum we've discovered. Dream jobs. We're going to talk about what we'd like to do instead of doing this. <laughs> well, we'd like actually to do doing this. We'd actually like to do yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Maverick. Uh, we're just uh, talking mm-hmm. to continuing the uh, Doctor Who series. We're going to be talking on to about the sixth Doctor, uh, Colin Baker. Uh, we're going to chat 2000 AD. Uh, we're going to look into uh, a, well, a lost AD sort of bag of shite, uh, <laughs> prisoners of the lost universe. Uh, and we, then we're going to look at a couple of 80, uh, 70s of, classics. Yeah. We're going to look at Convoy and Smokey and the Bandit. We have a road movie. Oh. Yes, Convoy. I mean, Convoy. And we're going to deep dive Brooklyn Boys. Yo. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. This is Igor Cavalera from Peprick, Cavalera Conspiracy. And you guys are listening to Mass Movement podcast. So Tim, let's uh, let's talk beer. We like talking beer. We we love talking beer. So uh, let's go. What's your top three beers? My top three beers of all time. Does it have to be all time or all? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do current. Oh, let, let's go with current, right? It's nice. So, it's nice and summary at the moment. So I'm going to go current. Current. Yeah. All right, current. So yeah. in my top three, there will always be Cigar City High Lie IPA, yeah. which is just a revelation. It's like seven and a half percent. Okay. So it just it's just a really easy drinking beer. Yeah, uh, tastes fantastic, and it's brewed by Cigar City from Florida, my favorite place and one of my favorite places in the world. Like, yeah. So when I see when I land in Florida, my mission always when I land Seek is to out. find a bar. <laughs> literally, the first thing find a bar, sit down, have a nice cold highlight, <laughs> and it's just it just makes it just it, then it feels like I'm there. I'm in Florida I'm like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm drinking the yeah the local so nectar. All, all all of you know the flight stuff is over. Yeah. Like you know. I mean, I enjoy flying. I yeah, enjoy yeah. being on the plane, but like nine hours is enough for me. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, <laughs> especially in those cramped tight seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some of the airline food, and when you, and they don't do bourbon on the plane, so all you can don't do. They? No, no, no. Like last time we flew, the closest I get to bourbon was Johnny Walker. Oh, good lord! But that's how I with ginger. So Johnny Walker and ginger. There's doable. You slum it. And I, I love going out to cheer competitions, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Really do. Yeah. But playing loads of cheerleaders. Excited cheerleaders all like, 
is, is you yeah, need five minutes away now. Start, like headphones on, just looking at the phones, thinking I'm not fucking fucking. fucking uh, <laughs> so when you get this highlight, cigar city highlight is one of the greatest beers ever made. Cool. So so you then you go next. Okay, so what am I? I'm enjoying first of all, uh, Beaver Town uh, Gamma Ray uh, APA. Oh, okay. Um, sold in a few bars around Cardiff. Um, five point four percent, and it's just lovely. Um. So I, I like the refreshing summer pint, right? And um, this really does it. Sort of, it's hits you in all the right places. Doesn't give you a fucking big headache afterwards either. <laughs> uh, it just goes down so well, and it. Uh, boy can't take the hangover no more. <laughs> no, no, basically, yeah. Uh, but it's just got a, a Christmas about it. That's um, you know, it's just really easy on that. It's refreshing. Like, it's yeah, nice yeah and totally. Easy yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that would be my first of my current ones well go on you, you choose the next one all right victory golden monkey Ooh, okay all right it's a belgian triple yeah yeah oh you uh, love your triples don't yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the only reason i see again i i'm first had this beer in animal kingdom right um there's like a little bar in in, in the in africa and they always do victory golden monkey now i the only reason i had a golden monkey was because the tv show tales of the golden monkey which i used to love when yeah. i was a kid so I think, oh, beer called Golden Monkey. I'm going to have one of them. It's a Belgian triple. First time I've had a triple, it's like 9%. Yeah. It's fantastic. Another easy drinking beer that gets you drunk from the feet up. <laughs> and you can only, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. You can only have like, you know, three or four of these before you're starting to feel the wobble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, your knees are starting to go, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, help me, Jeepers. But I don't even believe in Jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just perfect. Did you say 9%? So nice. Yeah, yeah. Man. See, I don't like give you a headache, though. Hmm? Don't I give you a headache next day? No. no. Belgian triples are really, really clean. So you can have, like, three or four. The best thing I can pay, like, uh, drinking Belgian beers, like triples and doubles, yeah. and quadruples, too, is you've dropped acid, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know what dropping acid is. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Okay. It's like like a, like a psychedelic version of being drunk. Right. <laughs> like like tripping. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not tripping. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you feel like you're floating everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's just a yeah. badass way to drink. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, so I, that's Victory Gold Monkey. It's a perfect Belgian triple. Like awesome. 9%, it just tastes incredible. And I wish, I wish Victory would sponsor the show and just send us, just send us some Gold Monkey. Yeah, just yeah. so I could introduce you to it. Yeah, so yeah. You could, so you'd understand what I mean. Because it tastes incredible. But like three or four and you just, you, you are there. Is it available in this country? Do you get it? Or, well, I suppose sometimes, you do, sometimes it's difficult as hell to find. Is it? You know? I mean, so like I said, like, uh, Cigar City, please send us highlight. Yeah. And Victory send us as much gold monkey as you can say, because we will drink the shit out of it. <laughs> well, I'm going to say really local with Tiny Rebel, because I I, the last three years, since lockdown, this is my lockdown drink. <laughs> uh, since lockdown, yeah. I've turned to drink. <laughs> the, uh, the Pineapple IPA, the Pineapple Express and Tiny Rebel, um, 6.2. It's See, just... I'm not a fan of Pineapple Express. Are you not? Oh, no. It's just a dream. It's just oh. such a... It's juicy. I love, I love Carly yeah. and Club, right? But pineapple express. I just oh, I can't get it. to grips with it. It's it's fruity without you know, it's not too fruity. That it, right. loses, it loses being a beer. You know, mm. it's still a beer, but it's yeah. just in the background. It's got that pineapple, uh, you know, that freshness. But if I, that. See, if I'm going to drink tiny rebel stuff, I'm going to go with Stapleft. <clears throat> yeah, but I think with Stapleft, I and, and all those ones and the stouts and the. Yeah. I see it as more of a, a winter. I can't really. I see them as being more of an old man's drink. But you say, <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking kids. No, I'm, I really am like a seasonal drinker. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll change up what I drink. Like a pineapple IPA, I wouldn't particularly drink in the, in the winter because it's just. Say what? It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah, 
I'll drink anything. And you, you put it in front of me, I'll fucking drink anything, 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 anytime. <laughs> just, just put it in front of me. Long as we're around. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I, Pineapple Express is okay, but it's not one of Tiny Rebels best, in my opinion. You go to I, the, the. I go for Carly and I go for Steak Buffer. I go for. Go for Carly, the Carly's nice. Carly's that, that's another one I, uh, I again, go for. Tiny Rebel, Sender's Beer. Yeah. Sure. Tiny Rebel, yeah. Guess on side. You're just down the road from us, too. Yeah. We'll come yeah. pick him up if you want. Yeah. Crystal sucky dick too. <laughs> Be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what's your final choice? My final choice, uh, Vocation. I'm doing a series of Imperial Stouts at the moment. Yeah. And they do like a cherry one and they do a, a banana a banana Imperial Stout. Oh my God. Oh my God. They just, oh, fuck <laughs> me. Just, you know, they, they, they will, they fuck me dead and I love every second of it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. They do, you pay more for them. Yeah. They're not cheap. Yeah. I mean, when you find them in someone like Tesco, they're like five quid a can, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five quid for a pint, so 500 mil. You're never going to get a pint on tap anyway, so this is going to be the only chance you get to drink like a full like yeah. pint of this stuff. Um, 11%. Whoa. Fuck but yeah. it tastes, it's just rich, yeah. decadent, and you get a lovely sugary heat. Okay. Towards. Yeah. So all the alcohol has turned, you know, all the sugars turn to alcohol, but it, it produces like a really sweet heat. Yeah. And it really tastes like, like banana, like cherry. Oh my God, it's just the most decadent beer you can ever drink. You know, you feel like a proper beer pond drinking this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, how, 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 how hipsterific do you feel? I feel incredibly hipsterific. I'm up here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hipster level 20. Yeah. <laughs> Natural 20 on the D20 roller. Critical hit. It's absolutely superlative. Again, vocation. You know where we are. Yeah. yeah. You have to introduce Chris to this stuff because Chris will just absolutely dig it as much as I will. Hell yeah. You know, I just sit there like Friday night after work, he's going, I'm going to pop one of these. And then after a while, like, you know, all the bullshit that's going on in the books doesn't matter anymore <laughs> after I do these. It just is fades in the back. And I just like, yeah. <laughs> so my, my final um, one is going to be, it's, it's right on trend, uh, okay. sadly. Uh, and it's a, it's a mainstream beer. It's actually brewed by uh, Molson Coors. Um, but it's called um, Madri Exceptional. Um, it's so I was put onto it by uh, a family member a few weeks back. But since then, every every bar I've been in in Cardiff is in. It's um, it's a regular lager. It's a bit it's a bit stronger than a regular lager, but it's. So it's, this is where you and I differ. I will not drink lager. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand lager. Yeah, this is this is a, it's a bit different for me to be fair. I won when I was handed it. I was like, oh, go on in. But well, it's it's so good. It's inspired by uh, you know you think it's Spanish, it's actually brewed in this country, but it's in conjunction with uh, La Sagra, um, a brewery that's based near, near Madrid, hence right. the name. Um, Do you know why I don't drink lager? Why? Because I don't have a sloping forehead and my IQ is over hundred percent. <laughs> oh yeah, but those people don't drink this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's even standards in lager. <laughs> Who's the name? Yeah, it's it's not Carlin or Stella or any of that. Right, it's not one of those awful white beaten drinks. No, hell no, no. It's none of that. It's it's mm. a really, really nice. It's a nice pint, and um, again, for those, I was mm. I was actually a barbecue. I was handed that, and it went down so well. I was I've I've since sorted it out, and it's beautiful. I'll, I'll I'll actually try one now. Yeah, I will see if all the fuss you're making about this bloody thing. Is I'll good. send you home with one if you want. I go one in the fridge. All right, that'll <laughs> <Here do. we laughs> go. So there we go. That's our top three beers. Each. At the moment, so yeah. At the moment, yeah. That could change at any point. It could. But at the moment, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Tim, you've discovered something pretty epic. Oh, mate. Fuck me. Tell us about it. Cane Toad. Right? Cane, Cane Toad. Cane Toad Rum. 
right? So they sent me a bottle of um, SMSB. Yeah. No, SM Massive Black. So SMBS. Super Massive Black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's a bit of Cthulhu look. It is. Right, so there's like a massive story. So there's a backstory behind all of these rums. Yeah. create this whole sort of orgy universe around them. Oh, okay. About Captain's crew and their, and their quests as they sail across the seas. Yeah. And all these rums sort of tie into various parts of these adventures, right? Wow. So super massive black spice, the one I got. It sounds like something you find on a Soundgarden album. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottle artwork is 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 worth buying it for alone. That's what you said. It yeah, looks, it looks like it's like great Lovecraftian. Right, so it's like Lovecraft meets Annihilation Time. You remember the band Annihilation Time, like Black? Yeah, Black yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like one yeah. of their album covers. Yeah, right, with a with a massive Cthulhu influence. But that's not why you need to drink this. You need to drink it because the because what's in there? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just yeah. Um. So it's like. When you drink it, it's like a low, subtle heat for a rum. Okay. Like, like, you know, like with the rum, you usually get punched in the belly by the taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. This is like a really low, subtle heat that sort of builds up as you're drinking it. Okay. So you get hints like toffee and licorice and cinnamon and chocolate when you're drinking it. It's incredible. Did All you... those flavors come through at once. Did you mix it with anything? Did you mix or you... No, I was drinking it straight. So it's just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I... You... That's what it's mi- a good if rum. You, if you mix this... Like, yeah you'd be ruining it, literally. It's so good. You can't mix it. That's, that's a good rum. I, I like it when you do that. Oh, mate. You know what? I, see, I have, like, I used to, I've got three go-to rums of choice. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Jerry, Kraken, and now it's Kainto. Yeah. Kainto just smashed their way in my top three. Wow. They, it's so good. Seriously. 30%. Um, yeah. So it's not like massive, it's not a massive ABV for a rum. Yeah. Right? But it's eminently drinkable. And the problem with it is it's so drinkable that you will literally sit there and, as the name says, you'll cane it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... And for oh. the hipsters, I mean, you described the artwork just now. <clears throat> but for the hipsters who, uh, you know, that's, you know, that sort of stuff is important too. It's a lovely looking bottle as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a proper old school looking bottle of rum there, isn't it? Yeah, and you, you know, you can, <clears throat> if you can't find it online, you can order it from Zimbagorium.com. Okay. All you have to do is literally go to the internet, right? Go on to the internet. Go on the interweb. Call up the Googles. Call up the Google. Call up the Googles yeah. and just type in Cane Toad Supermassive Black Spice Run. Right? And it'll call up this. And it's it's not... Then click Add to Cart. It's not expensive. Add, click Add to Cart. And then away you go. It'll be with you two days later. Yeah. And you will have the best rum experience you've had in a long time. Right? And it's not Beautiful. cheap, but it's not massively expensive. Yeah. And, you know, you as my old uncle Billy said, you get what you pay for in life. Right? Totally. And this, you what you pay for is an incredible tasting rum. It's literally mind blowingly good. Awesome. And it's, it's distilled in Manchester. Wow. Okay. You know, and usually being a scouser, like yeah, you know, you wouldn't touch I, anything, I, mate. I wouldn't go anywhere near Manchester. Right? <laughs> but this is the best thing to have ever come out of yeah. Manchester. Okay. Absolutely the best in Manchester. It's better than the Buzzcocks. Wow. Yeah, literally, it really is better than Buzzcocks. Right? <laughs> so, again, folks, Cane Toad, Supermassive Black Spice Rum. You cannot beat, the, beat this. And there's a whole mythology around these drinks. So once you've had one bottle, you're going to want to try the others. Because the story is a whole... Yeah. yeah. The story is part of the drinking experience. I'm sorry, I, just need, I want to do some more reading. I'm sorry, Emma. <laughs> I'm sorry, daughter. <laughs> it's like a book, you see. I'm going to drink the other bottle. I know you're going to divorce me anyway, so I couldn't give a shit. I'm, look, I'm on the, I'm on the lookout for the next woman in my life. 
which I, which I always am. I take right. an application. Well, you see, you, well, the thing is, I'm dead surprised that I'm, you know, she hasn't left me already. Like, <laughs> oh, but it's true. Like, I am I the biggest, but you couldn't live with me. <laughs> if you tried living with me, you'd have fucking murdered me years ago, right? I can I do two hours you a week, uh, yeah. uh, a couple of weeks on a yeah. podcast. Well, exactly. Or, or, or car ride to Bristol when I just said, shut the fuck up and sit in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, you big boy, get in the back and shut, shut up. up. Just shut up. Just keep your fucking opinions to yourself. <laughs> Don't, I'm not in the mood for him today, like. But yeah, and so, you know, a, a cane toad, yeah. it is literally one of the last pleasures in life for a middle man, you know? What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are listening to the Mask Little Bed Podcast, so blast it. Okay, That's, let's talk about what, what would make you happy then. Let's talk dream job. My dream job. I know what my dream job is. Right? I would either love to be, well, one of three things. When I was when I was a kid, right? Yeah. The only thing I ever wanted to be was a paratrooper. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I fucked my back up when I was 16 really badly. Yeah. Um, which meant that when I when I signed up, and I did sign up when I was 18, yeah. I was ineligible for service. You passed, they didn't. I medically, medical. I was medically right. eligible, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is why I went to join the IDF. Yeah, when I was nineteen, because I could get into the IDF, but that all fucked up by a woman. As <laughs> <laughs> everything in my life is right. Yeah. So yeah, so nineteen, I nearly joined the Israeli Defence Force because all, all I ever wanted to do was jump out of airplanes for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're up in a plane, when you're up there, like even if it's a two seat or if it's you sit in the back of a cargo hold. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time when you feel free when you just shut your brain off and all the noise just stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what you're going to do next? You're just going to jump out the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. Yeah. So you're either going to come down and land safely, you're either going to crash or you're going to jump out the plane. There's nothing more. Yeah. You don't else. need to say anything else is just ephemeral. It's just the background. Yeah, it's just fucking noise. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You, yeah. know, you have to worry about anything. So my dream job was always paratrooper, but then I couldn't do that. Yeah. So I wanted to be a history lecturer. Okay. All right. Um, Ideally, one one point I might go back and finish history doctorate and, and, and do that. Yeah. Um, but dream job that's attainable. Yeah. Copper at Walt Disney World. So okay, what's where's this come from then? You've obviously mate, been witness to this. Week. Right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Happiest I, so, coppers in the world, ha- mate. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get their own SUV. Do they? They get to hang out at Disney World. Well, you know the trouble's not going to be too big. Yeah. And they get a gun. Wow. <laughs> Disney guns. <laughs> Did you think of a better job for me? Car? Yeah. Disney World, Disney World gun. gun. <laughs> or a job that I'm probably less suited to. <laughs> Disney World and gun. <laughs> I love how you were like walking around Disney thinking about, I want that guy's job. <laughs> well, no, I just looked at it. That's fucking perfect. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And they were, you know, they're all like nice and polite. So they're probably for a bit foul of the, of the system. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll be nice to people all the time. I'm not sure I could handle that, you know? Yeah. But, but you know. I, I mean, when you go when you go to Florida and all those sort of touristy areas, mm-hmm. doesn't everybody look so happy anyway in their jobs? Yeah, yeah. Nobody goes to Disney World. Nobody pays the money to go to Disney World to have yeah. a miserable, shitty time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to kick off and cause trouble. You're yeah. there to enjoy it, right? Yeah. So if you're a copper there, your job's halfway done, right? Yeah. And it's its own municipality. Yeah. So you you're not part of the normal police force. You're part of the Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're part of the Disney police. Force. Yeah. Which to me. You know, means I'm not a copper. Oh, I'm a Disney copper. Oh, Disney I, copper. I got a gun and I got a car. Yeah. You know, I, I always remember. Around here. I always remember it was a big lifestyle moment for me. I remember um, when I was in Florida. I got up early. It was around six. It was about six yeah. a.m. Um, and it was boiling hot already. I stepped out to the balcony and I looked down. And I was just at a coffee in my hand, 
I saw the pool boy. Yeah. Going over to the pool. Uh, to, to give it like the, the once over, like. So but you I got all hard there. <laughs> no, things but, I'd like to do to you, pool boy. He, he just looked happy. So happy. He had headphones on, right? Yeah. And in my mind, he was he had James Brown. Yeah. And and he was just he was dancing. He was walking, dancing. I'm thinking, yeah, this is. So even like the most mundane jobs over here, I'd be quite happy in. Because nobody looks down on you, gives you gives no. gives you shit about whatever job you. It's all honest work. No, yeah, and, no, yeah, as yeah. long as you work, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's one of the things I like about the states. Yeah, but it's right? it's, it's sunshine. Here. It's like he was just like he was loving his job and he was yeah. loving his life and. So for me, it's like Walt Disney World copper. Yeah, I, I yeah, can see you doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, as a kid, he was always a journalist. I yeah. always wanted to be a journalist. But well, you are sort of now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So, you know, doing a version of it, but when I fell into that by default, I started writing reviews to local paper when I was 15. Yeah, so I, I've been, I, I I've been still ghosting think... and writing professionally since I was 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. I still think my dream job would be somewhere in writing or, yeah. or even this, the podcasting. Yeah. Um, if, we can make, if we can make a living doing this, it'd be the tits. Oh, yeah, it'd be I'm awesome. Yeah. Well, for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd sit here and chat all day, it'd be great. <laughs> so I still think There's one thing we're good at is talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think somewhere it, it's in being creative. Um, yeah, either podcasting, writing. Um, I think that's where my dream job would lie. Um, but yeah, from from school, fucking hell, I, I remember going <laughs> to see the jobs officer uh, in high school. They were like, uh, I mean, I was in the queue and I was like, "What should I be? Plumber? What should I be? Bricky? What should I be? Plumber? What should I be? Bricky? What should I be? Hairstyle?" Yeah. Uh, I went over there and so they they had these right. You go there, you go there. And I went. Oh, I'd, like, I'd like to be a journalist, a writer. And they had, they didn't know what the fuck to do with me. His advice, <laughs> his advice they gave me was um go and buy the 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 wide the wide sheets the the, the, the broad sheets the broad sheets yeah and I said I was I said I do that anyway because I want to learn more about how things are written they were like oh right okay um let me see what we can do for you and that was it that's all I ever heard that was my job advice yeah well is it so, like my, when I saw the crazy office what do you want to do I'm going to jump out of airplanes oh well, what do you mean well jump out of airplanes yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, End the story, like, yeah, you know, however that may be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a time when it was like, I mean, now my son's going through that, that sort of uh, that, that phase in his life where he's starting to think about where he'd like to be, and there's so many options open to him, and like so much help around now, yeah. Um, that I just think, man, I wish I had those options. See, it's like with Siobhan, right? I mean, much as she's going to university doing English and English literature and classics, the only thing I think she'll end up doing, yeah, she'll end up teaching cheer. Because yeah. cheers to life. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know, again, because nobody is their job, and that's what's better about the States, again. Yeah. Because like, people here are incredibly judgmental, all that, do kind of job for a grown-up, blah, blah, is blah, it, blah. This may be incredibly sexist now, yeah. and I hope it's not, but yeah. is there, like, an age limit on cheerleading? Like, No. So I mean, so uh, she can go to coaching, I suppose, after. Yeah, 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 but she can compete until she's in her 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. one of the, um, Becky... Who's one of Shawn's friends on on Legends? Yeah, yeah. And competed with and was on the Welsh team that won the World Championships. Becky's yeah. in her late twenties, early thirties. Oh, okay. I mean, she's got an eight-year-old daughter herself. Wow. Okay. You know. Oh, um, so good. shout out to Becky and Mike because her husband Mike's an awesome, awesome dude. Nice. And he's just great to hang out with and laugh with. It's really <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, there's no abrasion on chair at all. I mean, yes, you you we could probably be committing to your forties. Wow. Okay. You know. Well, yeah, no, I mean, fucking needs a gun, but you know, <laughs> if that's what she wants to do, I mean, well, that's what she wants to do, exactly. More so, power yeah. to her, like, yeah, yeah. Hello, guys, this is Johnny from Astro Town, and you are listening to Mass Movement Podcast. 
So it seems you have a track or what? Let's have a track. We're going to have a track by. Okay, these uh, guys, uh, they're on Sub Pop. Uh, they're called TV Priest. And the track is called It Was Beautiful. Yep, and the album is about to be released any day now. It is. So go check it out. Woof. Strange that bundle of for the people you know me. Sometimes the weight gets heavy and it rolls up on your back. Cheesy fucker. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't know. I, I channel like an AD yeah. DJ every yeah. now and again. Hi. Yeah. I'm Chris, and tonight we're going to be priest. It was beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next up, Kajagoogoo. <laughs> Next up, more of Chris's old bars. <laughs> 
This is Jeff from Naked Ray Gun. You're listening to Mass Movement. Tim, a stay in the 80s, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you saw Maverick. Uh, top Damn of straight shoes. I did. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I, I do love that soundtrack, Mike. Oh, mate. Yeah. It, I think the sequel's better than the original. That's that's crazy. That's it's a, just so fucking good. Yeah. It's just, from beginning to end, it's fucking perfect. Wow. No perfect. Doesn't miss a beat. It's everything you want it to be. I don't give a fuck if anyone says, oh, it's jingoistic chest that being lost. Yes, it is. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. But, you know, in my mind, one of the greatest smells in the world is aviation fuel, tarmac, and hot metal. You combine them, and it is just, you know, instant yeah. erection. <laughs> you put Tom Cruise in the mix. Whoa. Oh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Give me a little crazy Scientologist on top of it. Oh boy, oh boy, am so, I happy. So, so give us a rundown then. Is Tom Cruise or is he like a sort of forgotten about sort of. No, because he's a test pilot. pilot. He's a test pilot. Right. He, he fucks up his current job as a test pilot right. just, just because he's maverick and he always goes against the system, bucks the system. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up as an instructor back at Top Gun. Okay. Um, to try and teach 12 pilots a mission that can't be done. Right. Theoretically, he's okay. the only man who can teach him how to do this. A mission, mission. impossible, and you might it's sort say. Of like a bonding thing where he has to try and relate to, fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> relate to Goose's son, yeah. um, who's played by Miles Teller, okay. with, a, with a groovy little moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he looks more, exactly like Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, and not gay at all. <laughs> or like this gay stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Glenn Powell plays uh, Hangman, so they've got that. So Rooster, Miles Teller, yeah. Hangman, Glenn Powell, yeah. have that sort of maverick. Iceman relationship going all the way through. Oh, okay. And all the way through the film, you see that Tom Cruise, Maverick, um, from the end of First Top Gun, where him and Iceman became friends, they became, Ice became his wingman, and they became just the best of mates all the way through. Okay. And Iceman's looked after Maverick all the way through. Yeah, and yeah. So Maverick finding his own feet and becoming his own person, um, and just doing what he does best, which is fly like a bat out of fucking hell, and showing other people how to do it. Like. And Val Kilmer? Yeah. yeah, Val, heartbreaking. Oh man, I mean, it was kind of the cinema when I was there. It was filled with middle-aged men. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tears were rolling on yeah. every face <laughs> at exactly the same time. <laughs> you know, Kelly McGillis in it? I meant to ask. No, that's weird. No, but he has a new love interest. Does he? Yeah, yeah. So he's not Kelly on the end, is he? Yeah, well, been there. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Age appropriate love interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, which is nice. Yeah. And they're not trying to pair off like fifty year old Tom Cruise with some twenty year old <laughs> from which which would somebody just, from Stranger Which would just be creepy as fuck. <laughs> right. So age appropriate love interest. Yeah. And the film ends well. I think I think it's a start of the franchise again. And they're gonna push maybe in the next one, push Miles Teller and Glenn Powell to the front. Oh, okay. I'll push Tom Cruise and do a more backseat role like Tom Skerritt was in the first Yeah, yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's just a fucking great film. Absolutely perfect. If you even remotely like Top Gun, yeah. you've got to go see Top Gun Maverick because it's the, it is the better film for the two. I so I for, absolutely the better. Who would have said that? Like you know, I mean, Top Gun is like a lot it's a, of a, a lot a, of people's like it's uh, a bona fide classic. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this film is better. Wow. The aerial the aerial combat scenes are much better as well. Yeah. And there's some you know there's there's action there's adventure yeah there's sort of you know chestnumping rhetoric like I said there's there's the romance stuff there's a man on his own journey finding out who he is you know I'm fixing the mistakes of the past so they look look the future with you know dignity and end his career properly like nice okay and so there's that's... lots of jets in it oh <laughs> 
F-18 Super Hornets, mate. Fucking amazing. Well, so that's, that's Maverick. That's Maverick. Go see it. 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 Hi there. This is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast because you're a sensible, clever, smart individual. Let's uh, continue our dive into uh, Doctor Who. Yes. Um, we've now hit the sixth Doctor now. We've hit Colin Baker. Mr. We won't hit him. Baker. You know, we won't hit him because he's a jolly nice chap. <laughs> I, uh, I think I've met him, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't hit him, though, did you? Nah. He beat the shit out of you, though, eh? <laughs> what do you think of him as a doctor? On TV? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on audio, he's my favourite doctor of all time. That's crazy. He is so fucking good on audio. He is just mind-blowingly good. He's a little bit condescending, so like some of his mannerisms. And yeah, I don't... That's. I think that's more down the writing for TV. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. Um, Colin Baker... Was given the chance to expand the character with Big Finish. Yeah, he really did. Okay, he made that character's own, and he see my favorite Doctor companion partnership of all time. Yeah, was is in the Big Finish range, and okay. it's the Sixth Doctor and Evelyn. Okay, yeah, yeah. who is uh, a middle-aged history lecturer who challenges him at every step of the way. Yeah, and actually pushes him. Okay, um, and it's just incredible. He on, on audio, he is just. Oh my god, so good! Yeah. Again, so that's again. You, big finish, bigfinish.com. Just buy every six Doctor audio adventure you can. I am gonna have to start checking out these. Uh, I remember like I reviewed uh, you know mm. when I first started with Mass Movement. You, you, ch- you shot me yeah. some over, and um, they were fantastic. I enjoyed. I joined the shit out of those. Like, yeah. but um, I'm gonna have to dive back into them. Oh, I think. Dude, the yeah, just so there seems good. to be a lot of good stuff going on there. Like, oh mate, I, you know, oh, just mind blowingly good. Yeah. Literally. And, and, you know, Spectre of Lanyon Moore. Yeah. Which is one of the very early Six Doctor. Yeah. Is one of the greatest Doctor Who stories you will ever, ever experience. And that's the Six Doctor Neville. Wow, okay. And it's set in Cornwall. Bloody hell. Yeah. It's just incredible. What about TV then? What's the, um, so obviously he came into it on the, we previously mentioned oh, see, the caves of, uh, Andrew Andrew Zani. Um, that's when he sort of, yeah, he came into it then, didn't he? he did mm. regeneration. Best thing about the Six Doctors tenure? Yeah. Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She's got um, she grew yeah, her hair. So she from, she uh, is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's eye candy just there. Like, oh. what was the, I enjoyed There was one I watched uh, recently. It's, I've completely forgot his call, but it's where he's on trial. Oh, Trial of Time Lord. Is it Trial of Time Lord? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah isn't it? Yeah. Um, quite enjoyed I enjoyed that. Uh, see, it's Dalek stories. Is it Remembrance or Revelation? I can never remember. Cause one is, I think it's Revelation. One is... Seven Doctor One Six Doctors. Remember the Revelation. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, my favorite bit about the Six Doctor on TV. Perfect Alien Brown. Yeah, Perry. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, like, but you know. Yeah, she was. I, a... I, I, had, I had a terrible childhood crush on Nicola Bryant. I still do. <laughs> I had a, had a terrible, <laughs> terrible childhood crush on. <laughs> you know, a teenage crush rather, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I still do. I absolutely still do. Well, yeah, in one of those episodes is. This episode where she's in a bikini and and it's like holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just the eighties, and you know they were like, okay, we need to, uh, you know, up our demographic here. We need to get some of the, the dads in. She's yeah. in a bikini, yeah. yeah. So pass me the Kleenex. <laughs> I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to be so demeaning to, to Nicola Bryant. Yeah, I know because she's a lovely woman. You know, have you met her? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Mel was like a bit tongue-tied. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Where'd you meet her? Like a con as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not many. Not very many classics. Yeah. The one we call it. The one Colin Baker. That's where he goes back to. Um, oh, Dalek Planet. He goes Scarrow. Scarrow. He goes back to the beginning of Scarrow, doesn't he? Or before the Daleks. Last Genesis Daleks. Last Genesis, huh? That's Tom Baker. Is that Tom? Yeah, it yeah. is Tom. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. What's the one with Colin Baker? So it's like the funeral planet where people are put to rest and... Yeah, 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 I know. They're being repurposed. And yes. Daleks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's what Daleks were always meant to be, wasn't it? Uh, a sort of a vessel for future humans. Well, no, but then, so then Davros the, so sort the of met... war machine, but Davros fucks around then. Yeah, yeah, Davros yeah. is trying to create a new um, army of Daleks through, yeah. Yeah, that's right. On the funerary world. But yeah. he, built it on the, he built it on the pretense of making... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. ...a way of uh, yeah. extending humankind. Sort of yeah, 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 one more Dalek kind and Daleks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, um, yeah, Colin Baker, is there something... <clears throat> on screen, he doesn't work on audio. He's... Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I have to go audio. Absolutely superlative. He's the definition of the Doctor. Wow. Yeah. Isn't, uh-huh. isn't that crazy? When you, when you take away the visuals, he becomes the best. Doctor. Just, I think it's the writing. I really think it's the writing of the show. The writing of the show was really beginning to suffer by the time Colin Baker came. Yeah, out. yeah, Bunches yeah. Were being slashed. The writing stuff was shit. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what to do with Colin Baker. Yeah, yeah. Um, give him a chance to expand his character. That's a good. That's a great writers. Yeah. And he ran with it. Okay. He is just incredible. I have to check those out then. So again, that's on my big finish. Yeah, yeah. So go there, sign up. Uh, if you want to watch them, go to uh, Britbox. Britbox. Hi, this is Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Let's talk um, classic comics now, Tim. Uh, 2000 AD. Right, so we could just talk about 2000 AD as a whole, but I think we should take 2000 AD and split into different characters. Okay, go ahead. So, so we're going to go with first. Well, we, well Everybody would say, let's go for Judge Dredd first. No. Yeah. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. That's, again, that's too easy. Yeah. So I'd like to go for Rogue Trooper first. Okay. Go on in. The genetic infantryman of the future. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's this idea where Earth, we're locked in a war. America's locked in a war with the Russians, so it's like NATO versus, you know, the Nords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Which is ostensibly the Russians. Yeah. Right? Earth is a polluted hell. From chemical and biological warfare, yeah. and nuclear warfare. So you need um, a soldier that can plug for that. So they create the genetic infantryman. Yeah, yeah. Right? And Rogue Trooper is the last of the genetic infantrymen because the only squad of genetic infantrymen that ever existed was dropped in and betrayed by a general. So the Nords wiped them all out bar Rogue. Okay. Right? Yeah. So he has helm, gunner, and backpack. What's his backpack? Helm, gunner, and uh, uh, someone else anyway yeah. so basically every genetic infantryman has a biochip yeah right and if you get the biochip before brain death you can put them into like a piece of genetic infantryman equipment upload, which keeps them alive mind. so they can yeah. be put into another clone body right yeah and it's basically about rogues trying to find the general who betrayed him and his squad bagman bring, bagman yeah Bring him and his squad, so between him and his squad, and bring him to justice yeah. and end the war. And it's just like it's like the ultimate war story, the ultimate story of war in dystopian future hell. Well, did you um discover this like back way back when? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was reading two thousand eight when it was first published. It was mind blowingly good. It's like one of these stories that you just go, Jesus, Jerry, what's his face? Jerry Finley Day and Dave yeah. Gibbons. Yeah, 
But they give us the eyes and Jerry, Jerry Finley wrote and it's Jerry Finley's greatest moment. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh god, the story is so good. Just absolutely just mind blowing. Have these been like republished since? Yeah, I, yeah, I would so imagine they probably have not they? Paperbacks you can get from Rebellion. You, yeah. You've got the Rebellion, so you go to Amazon, you can order all, all the Rogue Trooper stuff. But the artwork is just it's Dave Gibbons doing what Dave Gibbons does. Yeah, yeah. So it's super detailed and hyper realistic. It's quite iconic looking in there when you look at it. Yeah, yeah. So and you know, and Jerry Finley Day is just writing this story about this soldier betrayed who's trying to find vengeance. It's, it's, it's what it's like in my mind is just like a Ronin story. Yeah. So you've got a master samurai wandering the wastelands. Yeah. Trying to find the you know the man who betrayed his master. Essentially yeah. Actually, yeah. is what Rogue Trooper is. Okay. Um, battling all sorts of ne'er do wells, the Nords. Yeah. And just coming good. And it's full of action, full of gruesome destruction, death, and, you know, betrayal. And so it takes influence from the uh, from World War Two, the Civil War, and the Cold War? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. But it just mashes them all together. Yeah. And it just feels like a classic samurai story, a classic Ronin story um, wow, okay. to me, which is why I, I guess I love it, because I love all that kind of shit anyway. Oh, where can you check that out? Well, Road Trooper. Road yeah, Trooper. all you yeah. do is go to Rebellion, just click on any of the Road Trooper titles, and they, they, they've literally republished everything from the beginning all the way through. Every Road Trooper story is republished in a series of, of trade paperbacks. So that'll be the future of war, Fort Neuro, the yeah, yeah, trader, to the ends of just... New Earth, Regon, and real politics. Yeah. Go nice. for it. And wicked. Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death, and through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. So what's up with tracks, right? We have a track, we? Let's have a track. Who we yeah. have a track by? Uh, we played these last time, but uh, they kindly sent us a couple of tracks to play. So, uh, and, and we like them. So uh, this is yeah, we uh, love them. We love them. Uh, this is Dagger Threat. The track is called Jaded, and it's from the album Welterschmerz. There we go. <laughs>
Weltschmerz is the album. Jaded is the track, and the band is called Dagger Threat. So go stop, check them out. So uh, Netflix dropped an absolute. Um, I don't know if it was a, a treat or uh, a waste of my time. I don't know, <laughs> but um, they dropped it a, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, Prisons of the Lost Universe. Um, it's on Netflix, like I just said. So go go check out if you if you must. Right. Um, it was. Did you ever come across this, or was it not something? No. See, this is this is completely new to me. I've so never you're a heard John Saxon one. fan, anyway. Yeah, I love yeah, John yeah, Saxon. Yeah. Right? So John Saxon's the big guy, the big bad in this. Uh, right. He's like a sort of warlord from like an alternate universe. Right. <laughs> it's based in California in the eighties. Um, he's a scientist messing with black holes. Blah blah okay. blah blah blah. Um, woman uh, going to said scientist to visit him breaks down, meets. Uh, some uh, a, 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 a electric um mechanic right who helps her they end up uh when they go to the scientist base um they end up accidentally going back in time and they're stuck there right. and this is where they meet john saxon's cleal this warlord it's it's as bad as it sounds um because it sounds pretty bad yeah it's got so the the, the mechanic in it is uh richard hatch from apollo apollo from battlestar galactica um, so I thought it can't be that guy. It's got Richard Hatch and John Saxon, and it's got uh, Kay Lenz. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a bunch of stuff in the eighties, the seventies and eighties, and she was married to somebody quite famous as well, David Cassidy. Okay. Yeah, um, she's in it too, um, and saw her boobs a lot. <laughs> <sighs> Why prisoners not seen this? Well, no, they're not actually shown, but well, really? yeah. But you can see that it's just there. She's like the arm candy, like, you know. I just imagine you, you're, you're, on, the totally phone, you're on the phone doing your, your job, right? Yeah. And then you look at the office and you go, oh, boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, so they're trying to figure out a way back home. They're on an alternate earth, which is run by this warlord, John Saxon, mm-hmm. who, who got a particular, he got no respect for anybody, women especially. Like, he got several, uh, you know, women chained up to his bed and stuff like that. Just, yeah, <laughs> um, it's as horrendous as, as it sounds, but you know, in the eighties, it was an eighties cheap budget. Um, so, it sounds like right. When, like when you go to the cinema, you have an A and a B feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so you, this is the Z. So, so the B feature will start, <laughs> yeah. start the film. So, the, um, like I saw Hawk and Slayer and Condor Man together. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like to say which was the A feature and which was the B feature. Yeah. in my mind, they're both A tops, right? <laughs> But that's what they used to do. So you used to have it like the B feature and then the A feature. Yeah. Now it sounds like this was the B feature, something like the Beastmaster. Yeah, it, it it could have been something like that. Yeah. Um, it's got Peter O'Farrell in it, who's from I've seen him. Um, he was an actor in a bunch of movies. He was in like um some of the Harry Potter movies when he's older. Uh, Jesus. He was in Legend. Um, but that that's about as far as it goes as far as star power and pulling power. But it is on Netflix now. It's kind of if if you're in that state of mind where you just need something brainless to go watch, um, and you like a bit of eighties sort of. I mean, I like eighties cheese, but if I'm gonna watch eighties yeah. cheese, I'm gonna watch the Beastmaster. Yeah, I'll tell you why I'm gonna watch the Beastmaster. Go on, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts is Charlie's Angels. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Next yeah. to Nout. Yeah. In the Beastmaster. <laughs> in next to Nout. <laughs> next to Nout, like, oh. <laughs> I saw the Beastmaster. It's highly inappropriate. Yeah, I, I guess because I was maybe ten or some. Yeah, some yeah. Shit. Um, and I was taken by my aunt and then boyfriend okay. um, to see it, and then for a meal afterwards. Like, so yeah, I think she was trying to you know make make nice with with my old fellow or something. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but I got some stories I can tell you about that later on. But that's family stuff, right? Don't know that dirty laundry on, on air, like. So go check out Prison of the Lost Universe. It's on Netflix. It is, it is kind of, it is fun. Or don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, just don't. Yeah, you just lose your mind. You want to lose your mind for a fight, you know, for an hour well, or so. Let's be fair. If you're going to watch a film with John Saxon in, Watch like Battle Beyond the Stars or watch anything Dragon, else. Right? If you want to watch a film with Richard Hatchin <laughs> or something with Richard Hatchin, yeah, watch yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Don't watch Prisoners of the Lost Universe. <laughs> Do my, my heart was breaking for it. It was almost like there's a good story there somewhere, right? But it's just poorly, poorly executed right across the dreadfully executed right across the board. Yeah, they were like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we'll have like Sylvester Stallone in the main. Oh no, no, we're, no, no, can't afford it because Richard Hatch. Yeah, yeah, but then that's, <laughs> you said that, like, Richard is a bad choice. I'd, I'd put Richard Hatch in anything, or I would then, if, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. if you're still alive, because yeah. he's brown bread, you can't. Like. But he's probably gone, you know, they probably gave him the dialogue, and he went, oh, God, how much am I getting paid? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not getting enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from one uh, absolute fucking stinker. stinker to a Stonewall classic, Smoking the Bandit. Westbound down, 18 wheeler trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? <laughs> we got a long way to go and a short time, time to get, get there. there. <laughs> We're westbound, just watch old bandit run. Sally Field. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what can you say about smoking a bandit? Bill Reynolds, Sally Field. Uh, Jerry Williams. Gleason. Jerry Williams. Yeah. Paul Williams. Absolute classic. Yeah. Uh, did you watch this on... When, when it, was, it would have been like when the I saw on home video, so I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, it's seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, so I saw, I saw it on home video like uh, eighty eighty one, and again it's like it was at a time when I guess nothing was politically correct. So Jack yeah. Gleason could say whatever the fuck Jack yeah, Gleason yeah. wanted to say, yeah. and yeah. nobody batted to you know. So Junior, when I get home, I'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth. And it's like, what the fuck? You can't say that shit on TV anymore. You just can't, you know? You can't advocate, yeah. you know, domestic, domestic violence. Oh, but dear. in the 80s, you could, you know? And yeah. Burt Reynolds could wear a cowboy hat and drive a Trans Am. And you'd believe that Burt Reynolds could jump said Trans Am over a bridge, you know? I'm going to pick up Sally Field somewhere. I'm in 24 hours of being picked up by this cowboy-looking motherfucker. She'd be, you know, yeah. stepping down on him. <laughs> so well, the, the premise is, like, you know, it's two bootleggers, and they're attempting to yeah. uh, take 400 cases of Coors beer uh, from Texarkana to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, now, the, the, we should explain that in America, there are very strict laws about um, alcohol being spread between each state, and you need... Yeah, uh, you need, states, yeah. you need specific licenses which is why it's bootlegging in the film yeah and bandit runs foul of sheriff Buford t justice yeah. played by jackie gleason yeah 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 and his idiot son because his idiot son was due to marry sally field who's you know run off from the wedding and jumped in the car with bandit and everything goes to hell yeah and basically it's a chase across the country with fast cars and jack gleason being really really offensive yeah but it's just Burt Reynolds, he's providing the, um, the distraction, isn't he, almost, yeah. to get them over the border. Yeah, and he did, but he does that iconic bandit laugh. I can't even begin to do it, but that, it's just that laugh. It just makes you think, you know, makes you fall over Burt Reynolds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he's got a manly moustache in it. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's a very manly man, isn't he? Well, he's a very manly man. Yeah. Very manly man. The chest open, the, yeah. the shirt open, the chest here. Medallion and the chest there. Uh, yeah. I've got the chest there. Like, I couldn't wear a medallion. <laughs> I wouldn't wear a medallion anyway. Probably you never know. No, it's not <laughs> See, yeah. I, but I wasn't a fan of the Trans Am either. I'm not a massive fan of that car. 
Oh, yeah, no, you. Yeah. No, I don't I have chance times. Okay. Well, oddly enough, all right, I did go, f- I did drive from uh, Pennsylvania up to Montreal. Yeah. Stopping off in Toronto in a fire, Pontiac Firebird, which is like a sort Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Was so, it a nightmare to handle? No, well, I split the drive, I split the drive and the guy who owned it, Doug. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's, no, it wasn't a nightmare to handle, it was a gorgeous car. Was it? Yeah. Wow. That's what it was all about. It was all about. It was the car was as much about much of a, a start. Yeah, that classic smoke, that classic banded Trans Am with the yeah. gold eagle on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah. they sell for a fortune. I mean, there's companies remaking them and just you know, repurposing, yeah. taking all Trans Ams and repurposing them as this is smoking the banded Trans Ams and making an absolute fortune. Yeah. I mean, this this the plot of the film is paper thin. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not much to it apart from like the sheriff, you know, Buford T. Justice chasing Bandit. Yeah. Right. And Jerry Williams, who's snowman driving all the booze in the truck, yeah. chasing them across country, and that's basically it. It's basically all yeah. the rings. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, fuck? <laughs> Beer is the ring, and right. they gotta get to they gotta get to Mount Doom. Yeah. <laughs> at no point, right? Do you look at a bunch a bunch of sad fellas walking across the floor? I mean, it's like 55. They can't drive 55. There's lots of car stunts. And who's, who's Jack Gleason? Who's Buford T. Justice in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, um... Who is the mouth that is so offensive you can't put this film That's on TV true. Yeah, anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, true, yeah. you just cannot. Yeah. Right? I think for me, I discovered this. It was one of those movies that always seemed to be on like over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. I but think it's, that's the TV, it's the TV edit, though. This cut to shit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so to, to really appreciate this, from then on Netflix for a while, yeah. and I rewatched it, and, you know, much to my chagrin, I did wet myself laughing all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's just horribly, horribly offensive. <laughs> it's, it's like the least PC film you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a snapshot of a time, um, of a completely different time. Yeah, it is, And it's yeah. still part of our childhood, you know, you, I mean, people our age are going to look back smoking the band. They're going to go, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we really agree, enjoyed yeah, it. Because yeah. it's just, at the time, it was sort of harmless fun. It's a bit carefree, isn't it? It's just carefree fun. Like, yeah, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely nobody gives a shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was into cars as a kid, like, you know, toy cars. And right. uh, that's what got me into I remember watching, I'm sure, back to back, or like, you know, from going from the afternoon to the evening, they had a couple of Kirby movies. Yeah. And then smoking the bandit, and I was just sort of wow, like a car. Yeah, perhaps not getting the plot then, but then always watching it every time it was on since then. Oh, don't get me wrong, they made the most out of that. It's like five and a half, six liter engine in that car. They made the most out of that, and they made yeah. the car fly, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, in a way that that car shouldn't be flying. No, because it's really because those old trans amps are really tail happy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a funny film. Let, let's look at another uh, classic road movie, um, Convoy. Standing up for what is right in the face of overwhelming oppression. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
all written out in 18-wheeler juggernauts and, you know, cop cars getting crushed. It's, 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 it's a classic. And it was the um, first time I remember seeing Bert Young. Uh, it was right. nice to see him because I'm a big Rocky fan. But yeah. uh, seeing him in a different role to sort of... Pig like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, never, I, you know, I didn't even know he was based... Song, I didn't know the song came first. Yeah, the song came first. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Because the song the song's great in itself. The song is yeah, yeah. magical. We got a great big convoy. We're going through the night. <laughs> you want to stop this convoy across the USA. Convoy. That, that's, um, but it's one of those movies that's of the time here, like Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit, uh, a little bit sexist, a little bit. I'm sorry, but the way that film, Convoy is one of the greatest Opening scenes of any film. Yeah. Like, you just see the desert and you see the heat rising off the desert. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just see like the Mac come over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mac come over there. And you just go, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, this is like Star Wars, but in car movies. <laughs> Some people don't get it, do they? Like, no. you know, about, about seeing like uh, a truck in full flow across in the middle of nowhere and sort of. Yeah, but it's just, it's just that raw power that you yeah, yeah. feel that engine. You yeah. kick down the gears and the kick up and you just go, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's it's just a mechanical parts working together. Yeah, absolutely, you know, like smoking down the road, like yeah, you know, massive then. diesel engine polluting the atmosphere. Fuck yeah, off yeah. hippies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how punk is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> hippies down, hippie death wagon. John <laughs> Evans would love that, love that shit because it's yeah, because yeah. we had a, we had an idea um, years ago. Like a mate of ours, Mark, was going to sell his little Fiat panda yeah and we wanted to take it well some spikes on it <laughs> drive it down to glastonbury yeah right? have hippie death wagon paint on the front we just stand there with a fucking megaphone and saying turn around hippies there's nothing to see here <laughs> <laughs> it's called a hippie death wagon oh my god hippie death wagon and it, oh shout out to john that's awesome because no no, no we, we, had, we, had, we had planned this down the position we had, we just, we're gonna buy the car we're gonna go ahead and do it yeah yeah uh, it's like um <laughs> Do you want to do like the uh, Dukes of Hazard thing as well? Yeah. Put John in a white suit. <laughs> yeah. Jump a car over the Penelope Bridge. Yeah. Like, like the old clap down car. And then John could fall out, start get out of the car, roll around the mud and start shouting, my money, my money, Dukes of Hazard style, right? Because <laughs> he needs more injuries, that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but if he was stupid enough to put me behind the wheel, he's probably going to end up injured anyway. But Convoy... <laughs> Is just it's it's a superlative film. Yeah. You know, it's, but it's literally the the epitome of the individual versus the state. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a visual thing as well. If you if you like trucks and you know cars and, and cars, it's, yeah, it's a very Sam Peckinpah films. All the yeah. violence is slowed down to a crawl. So yeah, you see yeah. it in all its absolute glory. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a, like a wild bunch put into trucks. I mean, look at that bloody poster. It's Chris Christoph and Tep. He's topless. Yeah. And he's like, he got a woman draped over him. Annie but he, Annie but he, yeah, but he didn't give a fuck. No. And there's a truck. Point, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's like your dream poster. Yeah. There's me, my top off. <laughs> yeah. Nudie lady hugging me, and there's a truck, and there's I don't truck. give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Billy from Biohazard Power Flow and Billy Bio. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Peace. Time for a deep dive. Deep dive. Talk about badass bands. Biohazard. 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 Yo, motherfuckers. <laughs> now, these are a bit of a, like, from my era, which mm. is definitely just about two, three years after your era. Yeah, before yeah. Years, whatever. Yeah. These were quite a uh, game changer for a lot of people my age. Yeah. But what's your take on them? Biohazard. I love Biohazard. Yeah. Um, okay. Urban Discipline. Yeah. Is in my humble opinion, the best Biohazard album. Oh, yeah. Followed by Matalia, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I go with that. So those, those. Are the oh no, I go the other way. I go state of the world address next. Then my uh, so Yeah. Urban discipline. Um, Matileo. Matileo. That's it for me. Okay. Right. Uh, as far as studio output's concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, see, the first time Biohazard came to Wales, they played bogeys in Cardiff. Yep, I was there. And, but you were there, were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess where I was that night. I was in TJ's watching the offspring support no effects. It was exactly the same night. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I was in... It's not like I, Wales get like an abundance of gigs. Yeah, you know? I was in Newport watching no effects oh. the offspring and you, while you were in... T- well, was, yeah, Bios Bios watching, in, in, well, Bogey's watching Bios. Well, for me, it was like, um, yeah, there was a lot of metal kids, or, you know, kids like uh, into metal and they were like, they were looking for something a bit... You know, we flirted with hardcore, but it was mm. something like... And these are the band that's got, got us over the line, Biohazard. Just phenomenal. Uh, just the, the the videos that were on TV um, for uh, Shades of Grey and Punishment. Yeah. of Grey. Just absolutely classic. Like, and it was just everything I wanted the New York hardcore scene to be. It was like tattoos. It was fucking, you know, it was uh, fire, bin fires and stuff like that. Like, you know? Billy got to argue when you know it's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know that tooth's been knocked yeah. out. You you don't know what you you yeah. know it's been knocked out viciously by somebody in some pit or something. Somebody, oh, yeah, yeah, badass. I, I've talked to the guys from uh, like various bands. One mm. of the stand is Knuckle Dust, like Pierre and uh, Weymer from Biohazard. Yeah, I know th- that video was big to them too. Yeah. If you're into metal, I was like kind of like, oh, you got to grow your hair and. But then these guys gave us no. Oh, can I short it? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what the best thing by house with Urban Discipline was? They showed their punk rock roots on that by covering Ronnie Bad Religion. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, and that was my intro to Bad Religion. Also, mm. um, yeah. So it was like that's a fucking banger of a track. And then was... see, you saw Biohazard a live before I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw them on these pack tour when they had that. And that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in London, and they just blew me, blew me away because they hit that stage with so much energy. Yeah, right. And they played everything everyone wanted to play. They were flying off the stage. Yeah, and he's just thinking. I've seen him about uh, probably about 10 times now. Right. I'd, I'd saw him like, yeah, I saw him like three, like five, twice or three times, like seven I saw him. So I've seen him right throughout. I saw him in Bristol. I've seen him in Cardiff. They played Cardiff a few years back. They played Fuel, didn't they? Yeah, they played Fuel. It was like a, a, a surprise gig. Like cause yeah. somebody, some promoter somewhere bailed on him. A Cardiff promoter said, look, you know, I can't promise you this money, but if you want to come and work for you know yeah. this money, I can do that. And they came down, and you, you could tell it was all. They walked in, it was all these hardcore shirts, and they all looked up there, and they were like, "Right, we're gonna do the fucking first album." Yeah, and just banged it, and it was incredible, gig, incredible. They, because they are just live; they they are monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, and I think the heart and soul of that band has always been Billy. Yeah, beyond any shadow of a doubt. Like, yeah. Evan, I mean, I'm not happy about the fact Evan bailed on him. No, no, no. And it wears that. Have you seen that suit he wears now? That little white hat. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, they seem to be an entrepreneur. Tell, tell it like it is, Evan. You're a porn star. <laughs> we go back right. three or four episodes of uh, Mass Movement. I spoke to Billy. Yeah. And um, they seem to be closer. And I'm listening to a few other podcasts with the both of them. Yeah. And they seem to be, there's a, there's a communication open between them now. Evan and Billy. Yeah. They're talking so, again, are they? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if they ever stop, stop talking entirely. But I think it just. They, they, I'm not sure. See, I don't think Billy was entirely happy with Evan's choice of career. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and where that took him. Yeah. And how that's going to reflect on all the bang. You, yeah, you yeah, mean, uh, yeah. Because it's not, I mean, there's, porn is, is, is porn and it. it's, if, you, if you're if that kind of stuff, that's brilliant, that's, you know, yeah. more power to you. And if you want to work in that industry, 
brilliant because you're doing what you can yeah, to yeah, make yeah. money and put money in the bank, right? But there's, I think there's a world of difference between playing hardcore and pornography, and, and mm. especially in Billy Graziadi's mind, rather than Evan Seinfeld's yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and it, it kind of goes division. against to the sort of hardcore ethos as well. I, I don't see. I don't think so. Do you? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think I, th- I think if you can make money doing something, yeah, yeah. you know that you, you love, yeah, you know, yeah, make money doing it, and everybody loves to have a bang around in life, you know. I mean. <laughs> Would I want to see myself on the screen? Nobody wants to see my flabby fat ass. Oh, you know, my flabby middle-aged ass. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, fucking hell. It, it could be as cold for you, never know. Oh, B.A. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh, pump, pump, done. Yeah. I think, the point, I think the point with Evan was... It's like the dude's on screen for seven seconds. <laughs> I think the point with Evan was he's, he started getting into TV, didn't he? He was in Oz. And yeah, then, that's, that's cool, because yeah. he was really... He was really cool in Oz. You know? I didn't up, want to see Evan's wang up, on TV yeah. all the time. Like, Oz is a great series, and Evan was great in that. I but, think he ended up in porn, though, because it was like, you know, he wanted to pursue that TV route, but it, perhaps they, it, you know, they were drawing up with the... Uh, I think it's because he met his girlfriend at the time. Yeah, so and he was with... Was, um, I've forgotten her name. Sarah Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of led... One thing led to another, and they formed yeah. their own... I mean, I mean, BioWise had carried on. Uh, you know, they, they carried on with... Um, what's his name? Who's now in the take? Anthony... Um, I forgot his name. The guy who's in the take. The no, oh, sorry, yeah. Scott Roberts. Yeah, Scott Roberts. Yeah. Um, they carried on with him for a bit. That was a, that was a good version of him. Well, Scott Roberts playing Blood Clot as well. I think. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Spud Monsters. Yeah. Uh, a couple of bands he's been in. And that was a good version of him. That was the actual one that played Bogies. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, it, it is Evan who front. You know, he's the front guy. Like you know, they do. But see, I I would argue that Billy. Is is more? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Billy is Billy is more the hardcore guy. Yeah, he's he's Bioass. He's the face of. But I think like the voice just needed to be uh, the two of them. Like you know, yeah. It didn't quite work well, Evan. So I get why they're not perhaps doing anything now. Um, and we haven't mentioned Bobby, uh, Bobby Gray, Bobby, uh, Bobby Hamble, Bobby Hamble. Or, or Danny Schuler. D- Danny Schuler is responsible. Danny Schuler, the Brooklyn a, sound. Yeah, Danny Schuler's a monstrous drummer. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a hard. That's yeah, a, yeah. that dude hits hard. It, it was it's, it's the Brooklyn beat, isn't it? That's sort yeah. of like you know it's heavy on. Yeah, it was him and um Sal from Life of Agony, who sort of the first Life of Agony record. Yeah, yeah. Um, brought along that sort of Brooklyn sound where it's like street and it's like bouncy and. And he still does it now. He's in a band now called Kings Never Die. And then Danny or Danny, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bobby Hamble. He's just fucking. <laughs> He's pure New York attitude. Oh my He's god! Yeah, yeah. A, yo, old school New York, yeah, yeah. all the way down the line. Yeah. I saw him play with um, Harley Flanagan in Holland in like White Devil Six. White Devil, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was fun. But he's a he's a he's an awesome guitarist. He's like whirlwind of energy as well. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's like, he's proper New York. But he's like he's a traditional guitarist. Like he's like a Hendrix style guitarist. Yeah, you know he's all. He's also a hundred thousand years old. Like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Because Billy's, I think, got a couple of years on me. Maybe he's like early fifties. I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But again, awesome dude. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. I spoke. I interviewed him once. Yeah. Um, I made up to my muscle cars because I found out he was restoring a classic muscle car. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, he's a muscle car guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I've to him twice now uh, yeah. for Mass Movement, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a fucking awesome guy. So shout out Billy. Yeah, always, always shout out to Billy. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, yeah I mean, there's uh, Urban Discipline, and there's State of the World's Dress, yeah, yeah. and then Mataleo. Um, after that, it kind of petered off a bit. Oh, well, a lot actually, to be fair. But um, those three albums, I mean, Urban Discipline's up there on its own. Yeah. And then is the other two. Mataleo is just. <sighs> Matthew, was great. They, that's when they brought in what's his name from Helmet, wasn't it? Pete. Uh, Pete's on another. Pete. 
Pete Doobity Doo from Helmet. Pete Doobity from Helmet. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Rob Rob, Rob, yeah. Rob Eccaveria. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when they brought him in, yeah. Um, and I, I think they found the punk side a bit more again then. Um, a great album, really. And, uh, fuck the rules. Fuck, fuck the rules. Yeah. Fuck the rules. Fuck, yeah. fuck the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, great band though. So yeah, we, I think we're unanimously going to say Urban Discipline is Urban Discipline is by heart the final yeah. one, absolutely. And it could no. be New York hardcore for those four years. It could be the design. The but, if you want, but now I, I think if you want to hear where Biohazard should have ended up after the first three albums, yeah, listen to Billy Bio. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Billy because Bio that is great, yeah. that is the natural evolution of Biohazard, it is, sound, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what makes, which is why I say, you know, Billy was the heart and soul of that band. Yeah, 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 and always sure. will be. You know, yeah, because he wrote those songs and you know he wrote those songs from listening to the Billy Bio yeah 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 it's got that bounce it's yeah. got that uh, pa- lyric and lyric power as yeah, well yeah 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 and energy yeah and he's got a good little band with him as well he's got um, uh, Ra Diaz from Suicide Tennessees he's got the drummer from Exploited I think it is he got, he got a good uh, sort of team with him yeah I'm not a fan of Exploited yeah no but the drummer's alright <laughs> yeah but I'm not gonna do <laughs> So yeah, go check out Biohazard. If you haven't already, then what the hell's wrong with you? But go yeah. check out Biohazard. Go download Bio-Hazard this stuff. Check out Billy Bio. Um, you can give him some love as well. Yeah. Hey, this is Sean Kelly from Violence, and you are listening to Mass Movement. Let's have a track, Tim. Let's have a track, shall we? Yeah, so um, we played last time around. We had an exclusive track from the Rikers. This is another track from their album, uh, which is out soon. It's called Ours was, Our was a Noble Cause. Ours Was a Noble Cause. Uh, and the track is called Bread and Circuses. Take it away, Rikers.
That was Rikers with Bread and Circuses, and the album's called Ours Was a Noble Cause. Uh, you should go check that out now because Rikers are back, and I'm very pleased about that. Who isn't? He isn't, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> right, shout outs, Tim. Shout outs. Okay, so K Toad, K Toad Rum. Oh, yes. Super massive black spice rum, K Toad Wheat. In nice there. to look at, nice to taste. Oh, the whole package. It's just, it, it goes down the street. Yeah. Uh, um, thanks to. Uh, goes down the street. <laughs> I heard something else. Thanks to uh, Billy. Just shout out Billy because yep. uh, he's just an awesome dude. Zan Vocation, uh, Victory, and Cigar City Breweries. Yes, yeah. And uh, NG Records, as always, because uh, they sponsor the show. They sponsor <laughs> the show. And we're very uh, happy about that. After Kato Spice Rum this time. Yes. Yeah, so. Hell yeah. Uh, big shout out to Kato. Uh, Go watch Prisoners of the Universe. No doubt. <laughs> watch Convoy instead and have a much better time. Grab a bottle of, yeah, grab a bottle of King Toad, Toad. grab Convoy, and you're going in for a good night there. Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. And on that note, ta-ta. Bye-bye. Movement presents. Movement presents.